anything and everything? God can do all things? Is that true? But let me tell you, God cannot do all things. I'll make that really clear. Can God sin? But you said God can do all things. (laughs) God cannot do everything. There are certain things God cannot do. Amen? And, and, And some things in our lives God cannot do unless we make room for it. Unless we make room for it, God cannot do it. You have to make room for it. You know, the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 6, it said Jesus went into Nazareth and could not do many miracles. He couldn't. He didn't say he didn't have the power to do it. He said he could not do it. And the reason for it, that was because of their unbelief. He only touched a few sickly folk and he went out of town. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Their unbelief tied his hands. All powerful God came into town to heal, to save. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. There is everything with God possible. The only impossibilities God experiences is in our lives. Because until we give him permission... He cannot do anything. He wants to. He died to make it available, make it possible for him to reach you. But until you open the door, he really cannot. And I said the other time, he stands at the door and he knocks. He stands at the door door and he knocks. For some of us, he's been 30 years. He's been knocking. You've been keeping him out. You won't open the door. The messenger came, but you didn't listen. And you keep Jesus out in the rain, in sunshine, because you won't open. He can't come in until you open the door. And But as soon as you open the door, he comes in. He wants to bless every human being. God wants to bless every human being. But we have to make room for increase in our lives. Making room for increase. Making room for increase. That's what we want to do this year. How do we make room for increase? With dreams. Let me show the scriptures to you. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 and 3. It says, enlarge, enlarge the place of your tent. Not your tent yet. The place of your tent. Where you've placed your tent is too little. God's not going to enlarge it. You enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. That's what the word says. It says, do not spare. Don't hold back. Dream. Live in your dream. It's bigger than you. Enlarge it. God says you should do that. Lengthen your cord. In other words, when you build, stretching out your tent, make sure 
you got great cords to lengthen it, to make more room. That's what he's saying to do. Strengthen the stake. Put it down. And God says the reason for the ark fellowship and for your life, the reason for that is for you shall expand to the right and to the left. You will expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inhabit the nations. And make the desolate places or cities inhabited. That's what we're doing at the Ark Fellowship. This, this year, that's what we've been doing. We've been making room. With, it's not the building, but in our minds, what we're doing through the growth track. We're saying we are going to grow as a church. Amen? We are going to increase our ministry through the growth track, fresh start, the dream team, all of this. We are, making, we are strengthening our stake. We are lengthening our cords. We want to reach the, the nations. We want to reach the desolate places. We are making room for our church to grow. God says we will expand. And that's what we're doing. And I'm asking every member of the Ark Fellowship, let's come together. Let's lengthen our court. Let's work together for we will grow. We will cause the desolate places to be inhabited. We will inherit nations. That's what the scripture says. You got a dream. You got a dream. Your dream has to be bigger than yourself. Take the impossibilities that are coming to you. And instead of getting sad, encourage yourself and dream in God. There are impossible circumstances in your life. But God is. And God's not dead. And you're not dead. You're still alive. There is still time. God can do it. I pray this morning that God will restore your dream. That you will dream bigger dreams. I pray that God will strengthen you. Even more, so that you will do more for God and for your family. God will restore everything that Satan is stolen away from you. God will restore them sevenfold into your life. Can I hear amen? God's going to bless you this coming year, 2014. God's going to change things around for us. Amen. You will begin to witness a faster move of God in your life. The things that you've struggled with, those things will begin to move very fastly. And you will shock you. you will, we are going to be amazed at what God will do. Psalm 126. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And then the nations noticed and they were saying, God has done great things for them. And we know God has done great things for us. You got a dream. Let your dream be bigger than yourself. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't look to your resources. But dream because God is about to do a mighty work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what are the requirements for these dreams to be fulfilled? The first thing is you got to have some dream. For those of us, that have lost our dreams because of discouragement. And Satan does do this. Whenever you have a dream, he'll throw in something to discourage you. And many of us have given up on our dreams 
We had such high hopes for our lives in the future. But things have happened over the years. And things have not worked the way we expected them to work. And we gave up on our dreams. And people have told us it's not going to work. And you've listened to the circumstances of what everyone is saying. You're listening to everyone, but you're not listening to God. God is the one that created you and put that dream in you. Don't give up your dream because in due time, it's going to be realized. Don't let people talk you out of your dream. Stay with it. Just like Joseph, you may be going down. You may even wind up in prison. But God's going to take you out of prison and give you your dream. Because there is always a time for manifestation. And God is going to fulfill your dream. The dream he placed in your heart for his fulfillment. Amen. And God's going to restore your dream. Don't give up. Whatever it is. If it's in your health, don't give up. If it's in your finances, don't give up. In your ministry, don't give up. Whatever it is, never give up. Because God is still on the throne and you're still alive. Amen. Amen. God's still on the throne and you're not dead. God can still do it in due time. So the requirements, seven things I want to share with you that we need to do to make room for increase. Seven things that we need to know. You know, preachers always come up with seven things, right? <laughs> there could be more, I don't know. <laughs> but we always come up with seven things. I don't know, perfect number. Even if it don't work, we put something in there. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at me, but it's real. It's got to be seven, right? Or three. The perfect number. There's a good preacher now. <laughs> I get that done. You know, that was good. I gave them seven one of them was meaningless, but it don't matter. I gave them seven. <laughs> Wonderful message. Just don't like the third part of it. But this is wonderful, amen? Every seven of mine is really wonderful. No, <laughs> and you'll enjoy it. I'm telling you, you'll enjoy it. You even remember them just before you get to your car. No? <laughs> I'm being silly this morning, but this is really important. My seven points, amen? And you'll remember them forever and ever, amen? The first one is desire it. Desire it. Desire it. Don't mean you're going to have it at the point of desire, but God cannot work outside your desire. God cannot work outside your desire. Jesus will not come into your heart until you desire him. God will do nothing until you desire it. Everything, the gospel, the preaching, and everything that we hear is God trying to help us to desire it. You know what God does? <laughs> Sometimes it will make things so uncomfortable for you until you get to the point where you desire a change. <laughs> because until you are fed up with where you are, you will never desire a change. Until you are tired of being in this one place, 
you won't desire a change. And so when God is planted in your heart, something really great, he puts you in a situation where you are uncomfortable with where you are. And you're fed up because you know he's put something bigger than what you're seeing. So you begin to desire a change. If you're feeling that way this morning, you are in a good place. If you're feeling so discouraged, feeling nothing is working, where he's got you, where he wants you, you want change. And that's what you need to have. You got to desire it. You got to desire it. I read in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, Elijah, Elijah had a school of prophets. In other words, he was training people to be prophets. And Elisha was a powerful prophet in his time. So you have a bunch of people living with him in this little place. And they were doing ministry for God. And he was training them to become the next Elisha. And the next prophet in the land. But the place was small. And I don't know how long it took for them. But they finally decided they needed to do something. And in 2 Kings 6 verse 1, it says, And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, the prophet, they said to him, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Their eyes suddenly got opened. Until where you are is too small for you. You need something better. You won't desire change. That's what brought, brought the change to them. They, they needed to do something about it. And they voiced their desire to the prophet. Number two, pray about it. Many times people desire something and they formulate their plan. They have not talked to God one minute. They run ahead. They didn't spend time. It was a good plan. But it may not be from God. The desire for expansion is good. That's God-given. But the process is different. You got to talk to God about what's happening. You got to pray about what you are desiring in your heart. Let him grant it before you move. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Commit your ways, what you are planning. Commit all of those things to Him. He will direct your path. He's going to lead you to this thing that you are wanting. God's going to direct you. You got to talk to God about it. You got to pray. If you have a desire, which is good, and God only works with the red heart, he says, I want you rather hot or cold. I don't want lukewarm. So when you are in that lukewarm desire, God says, uh-uh, I'm going to put more fire in this man's black heart. Make the pain even hurt so you really desire it. And when you turn to God and you pray, Guess what happens? He gives you a burning desire. 
You can't shake it anymore. And then it begins to direct your path. It's always good to talk to God about what's going on inside. Don't run ahead of him. Talk to him about it. And if this thing that you are desiring, if it's not your time, or God doesn't want that particular thing for you, what God does, he kills that desire. And all of a sudden, you just don't want it anymore. He was saving you from a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. If it's really big, fast about it. Talk to him about it. If it's something that's going to change your whole life, talk to him about it. Don't just move from one city to another city without talking to God. You might destroy your family because of your desire. So talk to God about it. And God, when God says yes, he's granted. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, this was the prayer of Jabez. It says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed. He called upon God. There was a burning desire inside of him. And I'll tell you why. He said, oh, that you, you God of Israel, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, oh, that you will bless me indeed. Not just bless me, just like people. I want blessing indeed. Blessing that everyone can see. Not just financial blessing, but blessing that covers everything. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Oh, that you will bless me indeed. He was a man of prayer. And enlarge my territory. Do you see the word back again? Enlarge the, the place of my tent. That's what we should pray for. Enlarge the place of my influence. That's why we want to go to Nigeria. We want to enlarge the influence of our church. To get more people saved. Yes, we can be here, but we can also get some souls saved. And if involved, just putting something on television, Aaron and I work on that, we put that in there, and some people get saved. That's wonderful. I'll see them in heaven. Enlarge the place of my tent. Uh, Jabez says, enlarge my territory. I believe it's Second uh, First uh, Corinth, uh, Chronicles chapter 2, verse 55. Did you know that there was a city built called Jabez? And that was where many of the very smart people and prophets and wise people lived. He prayed for it. He prayed for it. He prayed for it. He says, God, enlarge my territory. I want that. You're going to desire that this morning? I'm telling you, God's going to provide that for you. If you will desire and pray to God about it, God's going to do it. Can I hear an amen? God's going to do that. It says that your hand will be with me. And that you will keep me from evil. That I may cause no, cause not, cause no pain. 
that I may not cause pain. And he said, so God granted him his request. You know, Jabez, the word, the meaning of his name means pain. His mother named him pain. Maybe for him not to forget his, the troubles that she went through during childbirth, how God came through for them. But as he grew up, he took, an, took on another meaning. And he was concerned about his life. And the Bible tells us he was more honorable than the rest of them. Why? Because he was a man of prayer. He went to God. Basically, he didn't change his name. He said, God, change my name. Prosper me to the point I don't want to cause pain. Keep me from evil. Let me do what is right. Don't let me cause others pain. And don't let me do things that will bring pain to myself. Enlarge my territory. That's what he was saying. Many times we enlarge our territories, but we are causing ourselves pain and causing other people pain. That was not his prayer. When you have the right prayer before God, God answers. Amen. I'm really looking forward to 2014, and I'm going to stand with God. As we pray before God, God's going to answer our prayers. Amen. I don't want to cause pain. And notice what the Bible says. God granted his request. We got to talk to God. We got to talk to God. Every one of us, tell God what you need, what your desire is. He may not, God granted the request, but he didn't build a city that same day, right? God granted it, and by and by, this city was built. And people lived in that city. Noble people lived in Jabez. Wonderful. Number three. Seek it. Seek it. Do whatever. And, and if you pray to God, God will begin to show you things. And bring things into your life to, so that this thing is fulfilled. Some things may make sense. Some things don't make sense. But you can, you can shake it off. And you do those things. And it seems like nothing, but then all of a sudden, in due time, God begins to work. Decide to expand. Not just pray about it. Decide. Begin to do something about it. The Bible talks about it. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be open. Seek it. Seek it. Begin to pray about it and seek it. The avenue. I'm, I'm going to get to this thing. I'm going to fulfill God's plan for my life. I'm going to enlarge. Everyone who seeks finds. It says in Second Kings, the scripture I read about Elijah and the prophet and the prophets that were in the school of prophets. In verse two, it's after they told him, "This place is too small for us." We got to do something about it. They said, please, let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. You can go. And now you got to understand, Elisha represents uh, God to them. If he said go, it's like God saying, 
that's okay. You can go now. But they wanted, they made their request known. They had what they wanted to do. They knew where to find the trees to cut, and they knew where they were going. They planned. But notice, they asked him first, we want to do this. What do you say? He said, now, go. Go. So you plan those things as God gives them to you, and I'm sure they had been thinking about it, and so they went. We have to expand as a church. But as I was reading somewhere, a church that is not willing to reach out and evangelize will not accomplish what God has called them to do. Many times we think it's just the pastors, but I'm telling you, on the day of judgment, we're all in this together. God gave us the Ark Fellowship. God gave us the Ark Fellowship. I have my role, and you have your role. Shepherds don't give birth to sheep. Sheep give birth to sheep. Please understand that. We got to reach out. You got to plan. I can't come up with everything, but God can show you how to fulfill the work of God. By reaching out to people and bringing them in. And that's the way of expansion. As you expand, and we're coming to that, as you expand the work of God, that's part of it. These people were not seeking to build a house for themselves. They said, we need a bigger place of ministry. Right? This place is too small for us. We need a bigger place of ministry. So allow us to go cut down trees so we can build. And as they build, they prospered. That's the way God wants it. So we must begin to work on it. Number four, ties in with what we're talking about, expand the kingdom of God. Expand the kingdom of God. Become a soul winner. That's what the sons of the prophets were trying to do. If you, let me say this. I've watched lives. Doors open, large doors, and then it close up again. It's a constant up and down. Up and down. Until you make the expansion of God's kingdom, especially if you are a child of God, until that becomes a part of your life. Not because of the Ark Fellowship. They can go to any church. But you got to win souls. Read in the book of Daniel how important this thing is. You can't plan expansion for your own life and outside the kingdom of God. You are a part of the kingdom of God. When you prosper, the kingdom of God will prosper. When you are enlarged, the kingdom of God will enlarge itself. Every plan that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God except for you, that plan is an open door that will later shut because God's not involved with it. He knows your works. 
and he knows what you're thinking. Many Christians are planning. God out of it is all about themselves, their family, and how they are going to prosper. God's not in it, and he sees it. And he knows that you belong to him, and he is a jealous God. You've left him behind, and you're chasing after prosperity. God's got to be a part of your expansion. Otherwise, that expansion is, is like a mirage. It's not going to last long. God's got to be a part of it. Let God be the one to open the doors for you. Let, through prayer, through seeking, let him be the one to open those doors for you. When you are actively involved with God's kingdom and you want God's kingdom to prosper, he is going to bless you. I'm telling you. I've watched men who stay close to their pastor. And they're asking, pastor, what do you need? We're going to do this. Those people never want. You can watch their lives as they grow. I've seen it from Georgia all the way down. When they stay close to pastor, calling pastor, asking questions, it's not because they know the pastor is just a man. But your heart is in the kingdom of God. Pastor, what do you need? How are we going to do this? It's our church. What are we going to do? What do you need? Let's do this together. And God takes care of them. That's what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 8, it says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. Why? Because of your works. He is the only one that can open a door. You want expansion? Let him be your expansion. He will open that door and no man can shut that door. That's what he said. I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. That's your portion today in Jesus' name. That's your portion in 2014 in Jesus' name. God's going to open a, a door to you, an open door. He's going to set an open door before you and no one is going to be able to shut it. Because you are totally consumed with the work of God. Sometimes being consumed with the, word of, the work of God is not the most pleasant thing. <laughs> Sometimes you hear things you don't want to hear. Sometimes you go through some stuff that you don't want to go through. But you got to stay with God. You got to stay with God. Number five. Stay close to your spiritual leader. I already alluded to that. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 3. It says, Then one said, Please consent to go with your servant. Notice, he said to them, Go. But they said, Uh-uh. <laughs> Agree to go with us. Amen? Agree to go with us. And he said, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down trees. Again, like I said, when you stay close, the acts with which you are wor wor working is not going to get dull. Just being close and listening 
So you're a spiritual leader. You need them around, talking to them. Doesn't have to be the pastor alone. But asking counsel, praying with them and all of that because you really have a desire in your heart is so very important. Number six, because I got to finish this message this morning. Involve others. God did not ask uh, or hasn't ordained for any man to be successful on his own. You need somebody else. The bigger the dream, the more people you need. Get people involved. We must work as a team. That's why we have the dream team. You got to work as a team. Every person in that team is important. They have something to contribute. We must work as a team. What you lack in your God-given dream is housed in another person. And you need that person to complete you because we all don't have what it takes. That's why pastor cannot do everything. We, we have to work as a team, as a church. We got to work as a team. God did not say we should go it alone. It will not work if you do go it alone. You need people that agree with you to work with you. The value of a friendship depends on its contribution to God's given assignment to you. If this person in the team is not contributing to God's progress in your life, you don't need that friend. That person shouldn't be a team member. Kick him out or kick her out. You don't need that person. They have to have the same mind in the team for you to get to your dream. Getting people in leadership in a team that don't agree, in a company, that company is going nowhere. That's the way. How willing are these people to contribute to the team? That's the value of that friendship. What are the sacrifices? But you got to work as a team. What I just said to you, I read it somewhere. That's not just coming from me. I don't know if I'm that wise. <laughs> But the value of your friendship, it depends on that. Amen? If they are unwilling to contribute, that's not a good friend. Because you need them. Amen? You need them. What you lack, they have. And they, if they are willing to contribute, that's a good friend. And you work together as a team. And what they lack, you have. And so we work together so that the dream is fulfilled. Amen? So very important. Seven, number seven. You got to persevere. Sometimes uh, we do this McDonald's thing with the Lord Jesus, you know. Give it, give it to me right now or I'll go to the next restaurant. Instant. It doesn't work that way. There's always a process. There's always a time. You got to persevere. Every time God gives you a dream, especially a dream that is unique, 
to your life. <laughs> Satan recognizes it and he will oppose you. He will throw everything in to discourage you. That's just the way it is. He's going to try to stop you. But what you need to do is to encourage yourself like David did. <coughs> Excuse me. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Right before he became king. Right before he became king, everything went down. They took his family from him. His children were gone. His own men were even threatening to kill him. Stone David. And a few days later, he was going to be king. And he had been running away for many years just to be king. And at the brink of it, he lost everything. But he encouraged himself in the Lord and went after his enemies, recovered everything, and got his dream. Don't you get discouraged. You got to go through some hardship. One of these men that was with Elisha, he lost his, the head of his uh, axe that, that he was using to cut the tree. He fell in and he said, Master, look, he fell. That's what the enemy wants to do to us. But if we stay close to God and our spiritual leader, that axe head will not be lost for long. You can gain it back and you can begin to chop down your trees again. You know, I read a story about uh, an old dog. Fell into a well, an old well, in a farm. And um, the farmer saw a neglected well. The farmer saw the dog and thought to himself, oh, poor old dog. What's going to happen? <laughs> he felt sorry for the dog, but decided it wasn't worth it to him to save the dog or the well. So he decided he was going to put this dog out of his misery by, uh, misery by just burying this dog in the well. And he took his, the first shovel and he threw it into the well. And he fell on that dog's back. And he became so disturbed by it. And he was very concerned in the heart. But as soon as he hit the back, he shook it off and, you know, became hysterical, wondering what's going to happen now. And the guy kept shoveling it. And before long, this dog realized. If I can just shake off this dust from my back, I can step on it. And then I'll get closer to the mouth of the well. And so he kept encouraging himself. As the guy kept trying to bury him, just as Satan wants to bury us, he shook it off. And, and, and then he, he stepped on it and stepped up. And so he started saying to himself, all I got to do is shake it off and step on it. And step up on it. And he continued, shake it off. He was telling himself, shake it up, step up on it. Shake it up, step up on it. Shake it up, step up on it. And that's what kept happening. He was tired, but he won't quit. He's got to leave. This old dog's got to leave. Shake it up, take it off, step on it. That's what we need to do. Finally, he came out of the well, tired, hungry, but triumphant. Amen. That's what we need to do. When the enemy comes at our dream, 
to destroy our dream. We just don't give up. Don't allow the problems that come into you make you give up. Shake it off and step up on it. You'll be getting closer to your dream. Amen. Shake it up. Step up on it. Till you get to your dream. How do you shake it off? <laughs> Good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> what to do in discouraging time? Praise God. That's what to do. Praise God. Not for the negative circumstance. Praise Him because He is still God. And He knows what's going on. Spend time praying. Hope in God. Hope in God. Keep trusting God. I believe that was Psalm 42 verse 5. Hope in God. Don't allow your soul to be cast down. Hope in God. Encourage yourself in God. Praise Him. And that's the way you shake that stuff up and you step up on it. Until you get to your destiny. Amen. You are going to get to your destiny in Jesus name. Nothing is going to stand in your way in the name of Jesus. The, Paul says I put back the things, the things that are behind me. And I press forward. How many pressing forward with me this morning? We are pressing forward into 2014. Nothing is going to hold us back. No discouragement. Nothing is going to keep us from our dream because God gave them to us. Amen. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. But we've got to make God the leader. Bow your heads with me this morning. If you have not made Jesus the leader of your life, the head of your life, God in heaven today is giving you the opportunity to give everything to him. Why don't you? He's not going to take anything from you that he's not going to give back to you. Why don't you say, God, here I am. Just like Jabez, here I am. Of course, I don't want to cause pain. Change my stories. Change my history. Change my lives. Change my story. God can do that to you today if you would just give him that chance. Amen? If that's you today, and you said, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want him to be the head of my life. At the count of three, just raise your hand up, and I'll see it, and God will see it, and God will bless your desire. Amen? At the count of three, just put your hand up. One, two, three. Put that hand up, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us may want to rededicate. In other words, you know God, but you know you are not where you're supposed to be. But you want to be where God wants you to be so that you can prosper. You know you know God, but you're not doing everything as a believer. And you want to rededicate your life to God today. If that's you today, let me see your hand up. Put your hand up right now. Thank you. Let me, thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. 
Let's stand up before God this morning. We're going to pray to God and tell God to take full control. And he's here with us. I know Jesus is here with us today. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for dying on the cross for me. You did it all for me. You gave your life for me. Today, I accept your life into my life. Jesus, come into my life. Be the head of my life. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer today and you meant it from your heart, let me let you know this. Your name has been written in God's book of life. I guarantee you. If you happen to die today, that won't happen, I pray. But if you die today, you close your eyes on this side of heaven and you open your eyes before your father right there. Because you said that prayer today and you meant it from your heart. God's welcomed you into his family. All we're asking for you now is come back. Learn more of your God. This new God that you've taken into your life, guess who he is? He is God. He will begin to work in your life to change things for you. Amen.